de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 86. I hope that you have felt some joy in your day today. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am glad you're here, and I am your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is The Colores Radio. Last episode, we were able to bring in some of San Antonio's most amazing artists, Isabel Castro, Galileo Gonzalez, and Jose Villalobos. We had an absolutely grand time, and if you haven't already, please go check out their work um, as they're showing throughout the nation. So you have options. Um, if not, of course, in San Antonio, you can always find them. Uh, please remember, if you want to see the full, raw, unedited video version of any of our latest episodes, you can subscribe and get an exclusive BTS at patreon.com slash co for as little as $3 a month. I feel like I'm selling OxyClean, but I'm selling culture and Texas living. <laughs> um, I did have half a drink, so I am smiling more than I have in a long time. That sounds really sad. Um, but anyways, please subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't already. Um, that helps us become a sustainable platform, which is, of course, our goal. Now that we have that rolling, can I get my little Pat in the chat? Pat in the hat, where are you at? Hat in the hat. I don't know. You're... I'm not even wearing a hat today. I know. I'm telling you, I think it's because I've had one and a half sips of a drink. Um, but how are you doing, Pat? Nice to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in real life in ages. I know. It's been like, what, almost two months? It's been one <laughs> way. But um, yes. I'm doing good. It's starting to get cool here. I'm getting real excited because. I got my heater ready. Not that I need it yet, but they were, I had to like, they were like, yeah, we have to turn the heater, like program it on and turn off your eight window unit. Like people turn off their window units here. I didn't know that was You're speaking, I understand window units, but in a Texas context, and I, know, I don't think that's the same. And that's what I told them. I was like, I'm used to having like AC unit that's AC and heat. So this is a whole new world to me. And they're like, yeah, we turned the AC unit off around this time um, this year. Because the, by by Halloween, it's really cold here. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'll be apparently using a heater by <laughs> late October. So well, we'll I see. think that's probably mildly normal. But in Texas, we are still sweating and wearing chanclas. So like, yeah. I don't, yeah. global warming's hitting us a little differently, I guess, because <laughs> of the racism levels. But yeah. anyways, nice but, to hear from you. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, Pat is my sister, so we do talk, but De Colores talk is a different kind of conversation, so that is why <laughs> it sounds... it's random memes. Yeah, and just like, hey, guess what mom did today? You know, really and familial ruthless. things. Ruthless. Are you talking about chips? Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, Dream well, I... I am doing all right. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up, and it's a lot of big changes, so I'm trying to maintain, um balance which is always my goal but it's kind of difficult um but it's a lot of exciting beautiful stuff as well so I think I'm like nervous and excited and hopefully I can share some of that stuff soon 
I'm excited for you. In the meantime, I am drinking a beautiful seltzer with my hashtag sponsored hashtag ad, uh, Kepika Rim Dip. So shout out to Kepika.com. Go use my coupon code EVA15. <laughs> um, I did not have that written in the script, but I felt it on my spirit. <laughs> um, but that means it's time for everyone's favorite do 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 me mood. I want to give you our listeners an insight into our personal energy into how we are feeling right now into the reality of our existence i wish we could have like a vincent price laughter moment right there uh this is what i consider the modern day diary that's right we're translating our feelings in the best way we know how means it's time for <laughs> me mood pat what's your meme today Okay, so I'm in a new place. I'm still trying to figure out where the good food is. And I saw this scene this morning and I sent it to you and our, our niece and nephew because I was like, this is a mood. This is honestly like I was like, this little this little chihuahua knows what's up. So I'm going to set it up. So Please. it's a TikTok video. It's a little white and tan chihuahua. And he, they are holding a piece of chicken in their mouth. I like how you made the dog non-binary. I mean, you know what? Gender's fake. No, gender's <laughs> not real. I support you. I just like that you like almost corrected yourself. <laughs> this yeah. chicken is, I mean, this dog is non-binary and they like chicken. That's all of us. Okay? That's pretty much you, Pat. I think you yeah. got your meme mood correctly. Go ahead and show us this. What story. do you have going on to where you won't put that piece of chicken down? Why won't you? Where'd you get that piece of chicken from, Tanya? <laughs> Don't look at mama. Put it down. Put the chicken down. Where did you get that chicken from? Poor Tanya. And why are you just holding it in your mouth like that? Honestly, though, Tanya. Him holding the, the holding the chicken. Tanya. Like like they didn't even drop it. Where'd you get that piece of chicken from in your mouth? Oh my gosh. All right. I think that is enough of Tan Tanyale and his uh chicken leg. Uh, so yeah, I'm literally having the hardest time finding really good fried chicken in New Mexico. Oh yeah. Um I recently realized there's a Popeyes here and I was like, wow, God bless. Like I got Popeyes at least. That's something. It could be worse. You could just be left with churches. <laughs> There is churches here. Yeah, of course. Um, and I found a hot chicken spot that Babelito and I said we were going to try um, because it looked really good. But yeah, no, that was that's how I am right now. If I find a really good chicken spot, I'm going to hold on to it. For the <laughs> All right. Things to say when you have left the South. Um <laughs> All right. With that said, I am also feeling similar to another animal situation. TikTok has really taken over the world. And um, the caption on this video says my grandma and her duck. And I'm really not going to preface much more because it's a vibe and I just enjoy it. My grandma and her duck. <laughs> My grandma and her duck. So obviously, yeah. The, yes, I do have to tell y'all what's happening because it's a very visual one. You can't really gather it from the audio, but the visual on this one is a uh, like an elderly woman, 
um, walking her duck as if it was a dog. And on she's like dancing on a leash, on a leash. Sorry, I didn't know if I made that clear. But on a leash and the duck just follows her and she's like singing and dancing. And I think that's a beautiful energy to exude. And so I um, feel kind of like the lovely um, senora with her duck um, that is walking the street. Yeah, I love I love that our meme mood on the script says (laughs) Chihuahua chicken and grandma and duck. So (laughs) I think we've we've been through it. But we're still here, and these animals are entertaining us. Um, yep, but so. now that we have our Chihuahua chicken and grandma and duck, that means we are in the clear with our me moods. We are actually bringing in another of San Antonio's finest to help us co-host today. And they're also going to be our guests. So you will be hearing more from them, which is exciting. Um, but we will be having Tejana Queen in the building with us um, for today, who is Denise Hernandez, um, who will be bringing in shortly. And then I also wanted to bring in for the for the juice, our audio producer, Jeremy Pesina, who I have mentioned um, the last several episodes. Um, he's been in and around Dallas and Fort Worth doing a lot of amazing work, a lot of um, video work, um, amazing photographer, editor. And so DJ. I wanted to introduce DJ, literally a jack of all trades. So I want to introduce him as well. Um, but that means it's time for the juice. This is the juice where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Please welcome to the show, Denise Hernandez and Jeremy Pesina. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are y'all doing today? Great. Great. Good. Good. Anybody else um, with me with a beverage or no? <laughs> I was like Jeremy might be here. Jeremy, oh, cheers! Beat me out. I'm on the I'm on the tea squad. The cat's over oh. here healing. We're healing. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make tea after this. <laughs> Same. I'm gonna have tea before bed because I'm a multifaceted individual. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Denise, for being on the show with us today. We're definitely looking forward to learning more about who you are. Thanks for having me. Excited. Thanks for joining. I. Us. I consider you like a San Antonio queen for real because I have followed you probably for a little bit over a year now and immediately I don't even remember like you can kind of sometimes remember like what was the tweet that made me follow this person but I don't remember what it was now because I think it was in the middle of the pandemic and we were all going through it but um, I definitely (laughs) admire the work you do um, and then just who you are you're so beautifully yourself and so comfortably yourself and I think that is always something to um, to enjoy on someone because it's hard to do that in this world that's very true mm-hmm. well I'm gonna ask you more questions later Jeremy do you want to share anything about who you are for our listeners that don't know you I have introed you a little bit I know you're more of an introvert so I uh, I uh, set you up a little bit uh, yeah, I do a lot of creative work. I mean, that's kind of what people yeah. know me from. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but lately, most of my work has been with Luna Luna, a Dallas oh. band here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of more of like where my work has gone to. Right. Um, but since COVID, I kind of like, I don't know why. Like, so like I was working a full-time job back then and like I got, I guess, 
doing the full-time work and then part-time like creative work really burnt me out mm, so I ended up like just stopped doing a bunch of like personal work by my for myself right and so um yeah I do a lot of photo graphic design work video editing obviously the podcast editing too. yeah <laughs> uh, yes. I like being behind the scenes I guess I'm yes you do team. which is why I was like hey my nature do you want to be in front of the camera are a lot of fun too mm-hmm Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah. And I DJ too. Yes, he does. I used to form what is that forever known as Fueguito TX. Oh yeah. yeah. You've was... had ma- you've had many a names, but you've done a lot of amazing work. And I know uh Pat met you first, and then we've been able to get to know you through the years, and you obviously were very supportive in all the De Colores events when we did those in person as well. So um, we're really grateful to be working with you um, in this capacity. And so now I can uh, throw us some of these juice topics. I, our first topic, I just had to say because we're from Dallas and I think it's illegal if I don't mention it. Um, but the Dallas Cowboys are actually winning. And so that is really shocking <laughs> and kind of exciting, I think, for people. They're acting like it's it really might be our year this time. Pat, you seem concerned. I mean, I'm not really paying attention to any of it, but right. there is a lot of Cowboys fans here. They're either Cowboys fans. Oh, in fans New Mexico. They're, yeah, they're either Cowboys fans or Raiders fans. They got to pick uh, East or West. So it's like maybe. literally Texas and California, like here. Like they're just like. How funny. Yeah. Our influence. Um, so I didn't even know that they are doing good, but I good for them. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I saw, good. I saw uh, Danny from Luna Luna's tweet that he put. Romo and then greater than Aikman or greater than Aikman. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I saw that too. He's a miss. Um, Well, Denise, how about in San Antonio? Because I know there's like Houston fan. I mean, people that are Houston fans. But (laughs) when I have when we traveled down south to like Corpus and even the Valley, they were all Cowboys fans as well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cowboys fans like ride or die down here. That's wow. I remember growing up like. We're not a big football family, but my mom and her friends would go to, to Cowboys games because that's like, yeah, when Aikman and all of them and it was like, oh. yeah, that was the prime time. That's what I remember. And yeah, people will like fight down here, for the, <laughs> like literally like getting fist fights. So that's so interesting. So, so yeah, San Antonio is is Puro Cowboys as well. I think so. There's some Houston fans, but yeah, not as many. Damn. No, the Cowboys really kind of rule the world. And I almost realized it more when I left Dallas than being here because we're just so accustomed to like our entire families being diehards, essentially, um, or at least to some degree. And so I'm like, I don't know life other than that. But seeing that everybody in the world also reps them is really interesting. Um, But I also just put sports in general because there's a lot of sports things happening right now. um i i think i feel like our listeners know pat and i mostly keep up with like the nba more so um i know pat likes soccer a little bit but i used to be a mess though because everybody's trying not to get vaccinated right now all these (sighs) nba players i think that's what happened to me like i grew up so into sports and then i realized how much more art had saved my life essentially as i grew up and i was like why do we give so much money to sports and i got really salty but like i get that it's entertaining as well so I like yeah. Popovich, though. I will say that Spurs, okay. I don't know if you're oh, a Spurs yeah. fan. I don't want any, like, hate. She's the queen of San Antonio. She yeah, has to be. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to listen. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I, I like Popovich. She's probably, to me, one of the best, like, NBA coaches of all time. Of course. Um, to be honest. Like, I 
was a I'm a diehard Mavs fan and when I first moved to Austin I definitely did beef with a lot of Spurs fans oh, yeah. but the last time that the Spurs won when Kawhi was there which that boy's a mess but um, I did go to that parade um, so yeah that's I'm like I have grown an appreciation of that team and their players and their we, coach. We grew like, up very adamantly against not, the Spurs, though. That's I'm going to put on my Spurs hat. Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we so have... Like, I've evolved. Oh, my God. I'm dead. <laughs> this is why I got to subscribe to Patreon, because you get to visually see <laughs> the magic. My Spurs hat. So, oh, my God. There's layers. I was like, I like Luca Pop doll and a Dirk. <laughs> she looks iconic <laughs> our neighbors here um are are from san antonio so we grew up with their um nephews and they were all from san antonio they would come in the summertime and we'd play like nba live with them and we would just beef about the spurs and the mavs even though the mavs had literally never won a championship like i don't i don't know why we were arguing it was in the generation of like what was like one of my favorite mavs times which was like steve nash dirk Michael yes. So it was just like Josh Howard, all of them. So we were, but that was also invested. prime Spurs Duncan time. So mm-hmm. like Robinson, y'all had Robinson. I think I have a. Oh my god! I saw you tweeted the other day that Robinson came up as your suggested friend on Facebook. I'm <laughs> excited. I have a jacket that I when I was 22, I spent hours on eBay like bidding for this robinson jacket oh i might like go kind of get God. it show it to you please it's probably iconic so you obviously and want it <laughs> i want it clearly i wore it everywhere i loved it i still love it um and then my friend met him and was like look my friend has this jacket of you and like showed him there and i died and oh if i could <laughs> what did he say to the jacket like, oh that's so nice that's really cool like, <laughs> They like all seem like really graphic. chill players. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I saw something like there's a somebody I follow in San Antonio that's like a natural like plant, like preserving stuff over there in San Antonio. And like mm-hmm. Popovich brought the team and like Ginobili was there all to just listen oh, to that's them about so preservation. Sweet. And I was like, this just makes me love them even more. Oh, like, yeah. They're learning how to preserve your city. They're down. Yeah. And when like Patty was still with us here. Um, they did a lot of indigenous work. So they brought oh, wow. in the American Indians of Texas to a game. And Damn. that's really cool. That's indigenous. what I was like. Yeah. No, once yeah. I've learned more about them, I was like, nah, I like, yes, Mavs are always with me, but like Spurs, I would ride for them too. Yeah. And like the day that Popovich retires, I'll probably be really sad as well. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I'm going <laughs> to mourn forever. So. Takes another sip. Um, they also did announce um and i won't talk too much more about sports because i i know there's a lot going on and i simply am just like okay sure that's nice but they announced this super that's literally me now yeah (laughs) yeah that see and that's another reason we like uh i want to i i call him germane sometimes um but jeremy is like He's not like a regular dude. He's a cool dude. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but he like you don't like sports, which is great. It's fine. I get it. I like tennis. Yeah. I, yes. That's. Not I think that's it. But it's like randomly, like no. Right. I don't really meet people that like tennis. No, Jeremy. Listen, I won't. I we will talk more about uh, who Jeremy is. Um, but I don't know if you all. Oh, the Super Bowl lineup performances. Did y'all hear about that? They threw Eminem there to add like some vanilla. I think. I I heard that. And I was like, okay, sure. I do watch those though. Like, oh, I'll never I forget the Katy Perry one. Whenever I was she like, was they like, had K-Dot. That's the all worst all thing I've ever seen. Just, 
Yeah, they do have Kendrick on there, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop. Snoop, you know, the OGs are there in Kendrick because mm-hmm. he's like the new dog. But uh, that'll be interesting. I definitely also watch the Super Bowl because I like good food and entertainment. So I like uh, the commercials. That's it. Last yeah. year we just played, a, or what was, was the game that we played instead? We just watched the halftime and then played the cookie game. Oh, Overcooked 2. God bless. Great game. Thank you, Nintendo. Um, Super Bowl. <laughs> we, the Super Bowl of life. Um, Something happened this week that was very interesting, and I assume you all were maybe mildly affected by it because we are all users of the World Wide Web, invented by Al Gore. Um, no, I'm just kidding. This is definitely my drink talking. Um, but anyways, I remember I woke up and I was trying to get on Instagram because I was trying to publish a post on our account and it was not going through. And sometimes that happens and it's just like I have bad Wi-Fi, but it was like, oh, no, that shit's not working. And then as I got on Twitter, it was like, oh, Facebook's also down. Um, And then it was like (laughs) everybody was realizing WhatsApp was also down. And then it was like Twitter is all we have left um the internet is dying um and so i don't know if any of y'all were affected by this i certainly was but i was also entertained because i could not look away from the twitter timeline exploding i want to just say i knew it was bad i was at work all day and we were extremely busy so i couldn't get on my phone a lot but i right. knew it was bad when i got like random follows from people that like i know on instagram or facebook but then there's like they made a twitter oh how funny oh, wow. they're really on the internet too much like you need to come and like <laughs> express yourself in this direction yeah, i was like this is wow okay i mean yeah, I did not see that, but people were tweeting that, that people were creating accounts or they were like, don't even say nothing. Y'all ain't from here. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a friend that joined. It looked, it was either perfect timing or it was because of that, that they came on Twitter during that time period. But I jokingly said that I was just not able to access Facebook Marketplace because that's the only reason I use it. Yeah, um, that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I like, it's it was just kind of funny. So I just was doing other stuff, but... It was funny to see all the memes on Twitter. So, yeah, and, like, I'm a tech person, so, like, I wasn't really, like, I was living for the, like, the almost the chaoticness because, like, I was, like, following, like, tech blogs, like, reading up, like, what happened and stuff, and it was, like, pretty much it was, like, an update that went, that went, like, awry. And so, like, the people Oh, is that that, what they said it finally was? Yeah, so it was, like, uh, uh, it was an update that went wrong and the people that had access to it remotely, that they couldn't get into it. And so then the people that were physically there had no clearance for it. So it was just like this kind of like chaotic, like- Well, and they were like, and and that makes me think about how communication happens in those like really emergency moments. Cause then there was one, like, and I tweeted a couple of them cause it was just like, what? But like somebody was saying that like the people from Facebook couldn't even get into the office. Yeah, that's what I mean. So their like badges. the whole internal internal thing went down. So like it their key card, like all their messaging, how they internally communicated, just oh like, no, because like the way somebody uh, put an analogy was like if you went to go to a meeting, but the reception the receptionist wasn't there, and so you have no way or form of of like connecting like to whoever you need in. to. And you're just there waiting to like find out where to go. 
And so that technically right. was the way it was. And I was just like, oh my God, like, this is kind of cool. But I mean, like people were going crazy about well, it. And at one point they were like, Facebook, that means Facebook is gone. And I was like, Facebook's gone. Like it was just I mean, so it, much. Technically, like, uh, like the road to Facebook was gone, but it, like, yeah, I knew it. Like I, I normally get on Twitter just because like the memes. Right, of course. And but I ended up like switching over to uh like a gamer based social media platform oh, that kind Lord of like Jesus. capitalized on Facebook being shut down. And so like tons of people like flooded that thing and people were just like signing up like crazy and they were like what was what is that down. called? It's called a gamer network. Oh, they didn't even get yeah, they were name. but but it was actually pretty cool because like everybody started post like basically it's just a, like a meme site of like gamer people putting posting memes that's and i was just like wow funny. this is actually pretty interesting it wasn't that's funny bad. Yeah. oh well that's good i definitely was entertained by it i didn't know what yeah. was gonna happen i'm glad i do i do want to say that it is very um interesting that this happened the day after a 60 minutes aired with a whistleblower basically calling out facebook Yes, because Facebook's done a lot of harm, not just to the U.S., but to the world, right? And so there's so much more that people don't realize. And I'm like, that is not an accidental update bullshit. I'm not buying it. I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. And it just it just seems off. It was gone for a full like nine, ten hours, and then it finally came back. Um, but yeah, did you have anything to add there, Denise? I just think he's the lizard man. I'm curious, <laughs> so I'm like conspiracy. He is very way. freaky. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's freaky. Did you see him like in Hawaii or something? And he was uh-huh. like, gathered and like sunblocked. Sun, yeah. and- what? Like, I have not seen that. That sounds. Scary. I didn't even know he's called the lizard man. I'm gonna, like, I feel like I'm gonna go into a black hole. Oh wait, yes, I have. You know who I was thinking of is the other juice topic we have, which is the Zodiac killer. Oh, and yeah. I was thinking of Ted Cruz, who <laughs> Ted abandoned Cruz. us at the beginning of this I mean, year. Yes, yeah. like my PTSD hit and I just forgot which white man we were talking about. But no, definitely have seen that. He does look like a lizard man and he was like surfing or something, right? Yeah, like on a weird electric board. Yeah. He's just not. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm with you. I don't trust him. Apparently they caught the Zodiac killer. Most people still think it's Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, you said the FBI was like, no, that's not true. Um, yeah one of the business analysts from the sf chronicle said that the fbi like rejected it well like that was the first thing to pop up and i was like oh the bad news for the sf chronicles is i don't trust the fbi either so yeah Yeah, i'm like "Mm, okay it's it still could be ted cruz um or maybe it's mark zuckerberg's like (laughs) grandpa or something Um, well, this is some other news that I've still been seeing conversation for. It was really interesting. Um, and I think I have the right people in the room as we have a past library, uh, employee in the room with us. Um, but I'm not sure if this discourse began because our, our fave, um, artist rapper, no name opened a hood library in, in LA or if this library discourse happened from a result of something else that I was missing however it is sad to see regardless that an artist a musician has created a space um, to really radicalize the community get such backlash um, when 
the contrary would say someone like Nipsey is still getting so much um, love and praise and, and he's deserving of it. Right. I can say yes. And um, the way that no name is getting like talked down to almost, yeah. it, not almost it's full blown misogynoir, right? Like they would not be doing this if she wasn't a black woman mm -hmm. um, who is literally just trying to do something for her community. So that yeah. discourse about everybody sharing what libraries mean to them this week has been really um fascinating yeah. to see um so i actually helped start the no name book club and the mailing list and stuff for us to get the notifications at dpl at my former library um, and they've actually been doing a lot of this like organizing to send books to inmates in prison um which is really cool i think it's one of the dopest things i've ever heard happen that somebody's like consistently sending them books each month like they had a registration list for people to mail them stuff so them opening a physical location, which I know No Name said, was primarily to like also help run this business of like sending them books, but also like making books accessible. Because like as a former library worker, um, you do realize that a lot of books that are radical, like are very hard to have like in stock in a library. Um, they like, I remember even just trying to make sure that I had all of the books that she's recommended in the past book club issues. We had only one copy of An some of Angela Davis's books. Um, there was uh, some other books that we either didn't have copies or they co people couldn't check out. So it's just like, no, like she is literally setting it up to be for us by us, like for the black and brown community to have access to all these books. And she also is like making workshops and things accessible. So I'm like, that's a dream for me. If I could help build a library like that, right. like, let's go. Um, so it's just kind of frustrating that a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you start it in Chicago first? Like Southside needs it. And she's like, yes, but like, this is where I live and this is where I've been. Right. This is where she's doing the book club meetings. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people just took it personal and got upset. And I'm just like, how many people do y'all know? How many people can you name on your hand? Like a single hand, not even, I can't think of any that have like, like bookstore, like besides bookstores, like that we know of that are radical bookstores that are libraries that have books that you can just go and access. Cause even the little like, free libraries in a lot of these communities are predominantly built in only white communities. So it's like, who is this helping? Like you're just putting books for yourself. It's not making it accessible to anybody else. Um, so I'm like standing in solidarity with her and her team and what they did. Um, I know all of us probably do too, but no, um, it's just, it's annoying that that is even happening. Amen. Go for it, Denise. So I just want to give a shout out to my good friend, Alex Burnell, who I'm going to say he tweeted her to do a book club. And then she's like, I'm going to do a book club. That's a great idea. So oh, wow. And from what I've seen and what he's told me, it was like he helped her. Like, come I think I follow him on Twitter. Alex That's is awesome. awesome. Yeah. So he, 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 and he's a book, like any radical book about, so, I mean, any radical book ever, plus anything about socialism, like. Alex has his house is like just books everywhere. Just it's books. Amazing. I'm gonna have to go follow him. He's, he's great. So plug to Alex. I was very upset. Um, as an organizer, like someone they were telling no name, like, well, you have why don't you do more material good? Like, why don't you do like food pantries? And, right. Which again, I understand there's a very big need for that. Mm -hmm. But my thing is if anything I've learned in organizing is everybody has a role. 
Right. And once you figure out your role and you're good at it and you can keep the, the power going with folks, that's that's how we get to liberation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not with it. one person doing everything. And I'm like, why are you expecting no name to do everything? Maybe this is her role is books, right. political right. education and making sure that's accessible and using her privilege to do that. Like her privilege in her, her celebrity, her, yeah, her celebrity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe that and her connections. Right. And instead of asking everybody to do everything, that's how people burned out. I tried to do it and I burned the hell out. And that's not Same. how we get there. <laughs> and she's even said like, she's going to extend it and like eventually get to that point to offer those things. It's just, everybody kind of wants it like now. Well, now, And now. I think that's what America demands and not just America, but the world demands of black women specifically, mm-hmm. right? Like they have to do everything and more and bring us a cherry pie at the end. And it's like, no, like she's doing what, what she can do, which is way more than probably any rapper we've seen in the last mm-hmm. 10 years. That like, part. you know, so it's just like, it's irritating. And I just cannot, um, I cannot wait to see what happens as far as other people's in evolution, because she's talking the talk and walking the walk. And most people are not. And in fact, they're getting so intimidated as men do that they start like talking shit to her for no reason. And it's like, she's literally doing what she believes in and y'all are creating seltzers to build your empire more. So like, who's actually doing something for the people? I don't know. Not that hard to tell. But with that said, I will jump to a completely different kind of artist. Um, This definitely has a chokehold on the Mexican community right now. This is a, I don't personally follow this person. I never have. I believe the last time we spoke on this person um, on this podcast was because they were being really anti-Black and like saying the N-word. And I don't usually care to highlight these people that much. However, this was definitely something interesting that they did as far as like um, this influencer. I believe her name is Jenny69. Um, a huge following. She's been around for several years and apparently she dropped a <laughs> corrido and everybody has been listening to it. It's been taken over and it's definitely very catchy. Um, and it's called like uh, La 69 or something like that. Um, I'm a little bit sad because it's very catchy. So I get the appeal. I get sad when I listen to any kind of art because I'm like, why didn't you, why do you sound so monotone? This is, you have to put a little bit of energy in that hoe. But anyways, that is what the internet has been talking about this week. It's been interesting because apparently she's been getting a lot of critique because she's a woman and um, people like it. And so obviously there's misogyny throughout these things, but then there's other layers like, oh, Jenny 69 was also hella anti-black. Um, so that's the reason I never cared to support her, but it's like, damn, it's so interesting to see how the internet culture and celebrity, um, I guess demands and, or doesn't demand any accountability or growth from people. So that's two contrasting, um, figures, I think in like modern internet culture is no name, you know, building a library. Whereas in a Mexican culture, there's this like very, to me, a white Latina, um, you know, being problematic as hell, but also making a catchy ass song. So it's like, huh, the contrast is fascinating as we finish up, quote unquote, Hispanic Heritage Month. <laughs> Did anybody hear the song? Did we like it? I I watched it and I heard it. And? Um, 
Well, I mean, so like from my thing is like I didn't really I listened to like the the lyrics and the music side. Like the music was really good. Like the <laughs> the guitarists and like the right bass the background, like, but. Like you said, it's very kind of monotone. And I know monotone because I'm very monotone. So yeah. it was just kind of like, like, I know myself. I, I was just like, why didn't nobody tell her? Like, hey. Like, yeah, that's how I felt when like, I first heard it. Like, I love the energy, but you probably shouldn't. Or you probably should do it. But at the same time, like, you kind of need to hear it. Like, like nobody told her, like, kind of like, hey, this is kind of bad. But at the same time, like, if this is going to make you happy, do it. Right. Kinda but I mean, the visuals were insanely good, and like apparently she was like kind of shouting out like Riverside, California. Yeah. So there was like I did read like somebody put this is like like a um, this is not the Riverside anthem that we needed, but like I guess like the Buchona style, like that's yeah. what they were capitalizing on, which is really cool. Like I, I like that style like of of dressing is like I I find that really interesting, and so like the fact that they kind of like put that in there I thought that was cool instead of like you know I don't know I feel like a lot of uh I mean I'm a guy so I I think like a lot of things are very hyper sexualized when it comes to like music videos especially so mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool that she kind of dressed up in like a the way she did instead of like you know kind of going that route I guess but right I mean, like the more traditional garb big. yeah yeah it was interesting Denise, do you have any thoughts on this? Have you heard this? Do you know about this? So my friend posted it on their Instagram story, and then I just responded, Hispanic Heritage Month is canceled <laughs> um, or it's over or something like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. And I was just like, all I remember, Jenny, is like, I think she did like some hot Cheeto shit, and it was like when everybody was like, hot Cheetos Latina thing. Yes, like yes, that's her. And my understanding of it is like she's popular because she got a lot of plastic surgery, so she's going like a Kim Kardashian route. So I think with this song, like it doesn't matter if it's bad or it's good because all good news, all news is good news. Because mm. so like I looked it up on like Google, and everybody's like, "Who is Jenny 69 Yeah, yeah, it, it built her brand. Like, I think did, we learned that from Trump too. Like no. Well, yeah. And that's the thing that I keep wondering, right? It's like cancel culture is not real, right? Like people just hate holding people accountable. Absolutely. Like it's very selective, but uh, yeah. Whereas no names getting critiqued for building a free library where she's helping prisoners, which nobody has done since I don't know when. Yeah. And the opposite is this like white Latina influencer, hot Cheeto girl gets to like make corridos and be anti-black like think about it america eh, i'm just kidding but like it's really sad to me um that that's the two contrasting sides and it's like damn like that's how we are as a culture we we all got a lot more work to do than than we even think we do so uh that rounds up our jews topics for today um Jeremy, do you want to share any parting words? I'm sure I can jump you, not jump you back in, but throw you back in a little bit later. I don't want to jump you. I love you. Jump me in. Yeah. (laughs) Jump me into the Carlotta's gang. Yeah, you get jumped in by like drinking a michelada and fucking doing a cumbia circle. Um, No, not that I I can think of right now, I guess. yeah well we love you we appreciate you and we can't wait to keep collaborating with you and seeing what magic you also create for yourself and not just for others because you are a deeply talented person and a and a great friend so 
Um, lots of love to you, Jeremy. And Denise, I'm very excited to get to know you even better in this interview. Hello, this is our commercial break, where I am here to encourage you to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash decoloresco. You can also donate to us at decoloresradio.com slash donate. We've been doing all this amazing work for over four years. We deeply need your support and your help. You can get all the exciting BTS videos, all the cringy moments in between each segment, on our patreon so subscribe today thanks all right dallas fort worth young leader strong cities eighth annual teen equity summit is happening on november 13th registration is now available and it is all going to take place virtually on the world wide web all 9th through 12th grade students are welcome to join this summit, um, which is a half-day leadership development experience with meaningful discussions on identity, equity, and organizing for change. Please register for this at YLSCmovement.com. That is open to all high schoolers throughout the state of Texas and even the nation. So San Antonio, if you're listening, you too can sign up for this summit. I know nothing else like it. I've had the privilege of working with this organization for the last few years. And it is something I absolutely dream of having had as a high schooler. They are having conversations on race, on gender, on everything that you could have ever had a question about as a young person. And they bring in lots of brilliant people um, from throughout the nation. I've been able to participate and do some on stereotypes the last few years and different stuff. Um, so I highly recommend this. Please go register your students. That takes place on November 13th. They can register up to that date. And that is at youngleaderstrongcity.com. <laughs> so look up Young Leader Strong City and sign up your young person today. They get a free t-shirt and lunch is even included. And then they get a lot of powerful knowledge. So support that movement today. Welcome back. Denise is a fifth generation San Antonioan and Tejana. She has been a community advocate and organizer for over eight years and currently works as a policy advisor for Councilman Jalen McKee Rodriguez, the first openly black gay man elected to the public office in Texas. She is passionate about community building, all things San Antonio, and creating a future where we can all thrive. She lives with her fiancé, Anthony, and their two dogs, Sosi and Lucia. You can follow her on social media at denise for san anto or check out her website at tejanathings.com. You saw her briefly here in the juice. Now we are officially welcoming to the Colores Radio, Denise Hernandez. How are you? Hey. Welcome back. Yes. I'm glad you're here. You got your San Antonio Spurs gear on. You're ready to go. Keep it on. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us. I, I uh, like I mentioned before, I've only met you virtually, but you do a lot of incredible work, and you can tell you do it with so much heart. Um, and I think that's really admirable, especially in a place like Texas. Hell yeah! Thank you. So, 
Tell us a little bit about um, your upbringing, if you don't mind. Fifth generation San Antonioan is serious. It is serious. I hold it with pride. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised here in San Antonio um, from the west side. Um, if folks don't know much about San Antonio, that's um, one of our most predominantly Mexican-American okay, like, cultural okay. clubs. One of, the, one of the best ones in the country, actually. So we have wow. a lot of history, organizing history, art, music, mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. Um, so that's where I'm from. That's where my family is from. Like I mentioned, I'm a fifth generation. So my family's been here for a very long wow. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with a single mom and my grandma. I'm very proud of that because they're amazing and women are amazing. Of course. Um, I have one brother. Um, yeah. I, um, I'm now here in San Antonio again, living my best life. I'm working for a councilman, like you mentioned, who mm-hmm. I adore. He's an amazing person. And he seems like it. I see him online and I'm like, wow, I would love to see more radical leaders in Dallas like this. He is my dream. I mean, I don't want to idolize politicians, right? Because you have to. Same, same. Because I'm like, listen, I kind of don't really try to do that anymore. I mean, it's kind of not safe to, but it's not. It's not easy to love. Um, Everybody loves him. Um, And if you don't, it's because you're a white supremacist. Yeah. We love getting straight to the point. Yeah. All right. So I have, I'm going to, I'm going to keep digging a little bit. So you grew up uh, the oldest of your siblings? Yes. On my mom's side. So my dad has like other kids and I have siblings mm. over there, but I didn't know okay. him or them most of my life. So, right. but yes, um, out of me and my brother, I am the oldest. So because I know this is such a familiar experience, do you mind sharing what that pressure was like? <laughs> Because I know so many Latinas um, that are oldest siblings that struggle a lot and or just like I know uh, Pat and I were both raised by a single mom as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like we were discussing misogyny earlier. And so now that I'm an adult myself, I'm like, how the hell did she do it? Oh, yeah. Because I don't understand how you're able to take care of yourself and raise kids on like, you know, pretty, pretty low salary honestly because it's not like texas is looking out for single moms yeah no no the beautiful thing i think and something that also made me appreciate my culture as i got older is my family is very communal in a sense Mm. that like my grandma especially and this is why i believe in intergenerational households too and people are like oh why do people still live with their parents like because there's so much strength and there's a cultural thing there too. And so like I grew up with my grandma in the house and I think it made me a better person. Mm. Um, So she had a lot of help from my grandma, from my aunts and uncles. Uh, My uncle taught me how to drive, for example, like, um, and then being there for moral support and all of that. But yeah, as the oldest daughter, um, (laughs) definitely a lot of pressure my brother definitely got away with more things than I ever mm, dreamed of. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it's made me a better person. It's I'm quote unquote like responsible and right. I deeply care about people and empathetic. And right. There's good things there. But yeah, the 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 struggle to perform is real. <laughs> Ooh, it is real. And then I think also with this being fifth generation, I think you have a completely different experience with this, um, you know, like you mentioned, a performance, but of Latinidad, quote unquote, right? And I think yeah. I've seen a lot of that um, even more so recently. I know in some discussions that Colores have had, like uh, probably two years ago, we were like, Latinidad is canceled, right? And like you even mentioned that earlier, um, because so much of what our history and culture is known for is actually based in white supremacist, you know, beliefs. And so I'm wondering for you as a fifth generation, right? 
And especially in a place like San Antonio, where your culture is so adamantly celebrated, what was that like? Did you feel like you were always represented? Like, it's definitely different for people throughout Texas. Oh, absolutely. And like, I grew up, so San Antonio is very segregated. It's one of the most, like, economically and racially segregated places in the country. Um, mm. It's the seventh largest city in the country, and it's one of the poorest as well. So what that told me is, and in, even in my experiences, like the schools I went to or, you know, the public assistance we were briefly on, like things like that, um, like I was just angry because I would go to the north sides of town, mm-hmm. and which is predominantly white, and I'd be like, these people have things that I couldn't even imagine us, even in just in public school, right? Like, having. like what the hell? And as a kid, like you may not understand the systemic reality, but you understand I'm not the same as them. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with that anger. Then I went to college. I went to Baylor. So extremely white. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Extremely Christian. Right. Um, I mean, that was the first time in my life that I experienced like actual, like overt racism. Yeah. Um, like real ass, like shit that Trump was doing was happening. Like, I mean, it's always been there. Right. But for sure, I experienced it first. But that was the norm there, I would say in that little oh, absolutely. town. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Like before I got there in 2008, my yeah. friend. Um, said like the KKK came on campus when Obama won. Wow, two thousand and eight. Like that wasn't that long ago. So, and what were you studying there? Like, what led you to choose uh, <laughs> Baylor? Because that that is one of those places that everybody knows is deeply white and deeply Christian. You know, and I didn't, and I I, don't, mm. I just thought of it as like a good school because right. I didn't. None of my really none of my family members went to college, especially not out of San Antonio. So it was right. like, you know, Baylor has this. Yeah, they had a prestige. They're prestigious for sure. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I guess I'll go there because I'm supposed to be smart and whatever. Mm. I went there to be a surgeon. I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Oh wow! I was. You know what I was going to ask you? I wanted to ask you what your dream, like, who you wanted to be when you were a kid. I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Okay, so you were following that dream. (laughs) Yeah, and then I got there and I was like, what the fuck? Like, sorry if I get pissed. No, you absolutely can education did not prepare me for this um I didn't know how to study because I had been like smart so it was like I didn't have to work hard in school Mm. and then I get there and I'm like these people have private tutors they've had private school afford that oh yeah they had every I didn't know I was poor and I Mm. didn't know like I wasn't normal until I went to Baylor and I remember this like the stark I'll never forget this one of the first times my mom picked me up because she couldn't always pick me up I didn't have a car she picked me up to come home for Thanksgiving or something. And I remember seeing a little old man and his little like beat up shrug, like with mm. all his stuff in the back because he was going to go sell it for scrap or something. Right. And I cried because he was brown. And mm. I was like, I'm, I'm home. Like I'm I'm around people who look like yes. me. And it was just wild. Like the only people I saw that really looked like me there were honestly the groundskeepers. Yeah. Literally. Um, it was, uh, it was a lot. Dramatic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And in many ways, very very many ways. Um, I mean, my, my education was great. Like I can't, you know, dog that I met some really cool people once I found them. Mm -hmm. Um, but the rest of it was deeply, um, yeah. Traumatic. Like, yeah, it it definitely (laughs) sounds like it. And I think, I feel like a lot of, uh, I guess non-white people are like, and I don't want to center whiteness. So I'll say like folks of color, right. Indigenous folks, black folks, um, Asian folks, Latino folks, 
everybody has that moment in Texas if you're living here of like either you grew up with whiteness or you had you kind of had to be in a white space or you kind of just like it was that moment of like yeah. trauma or like having to learn to survive right um based <laughs> on basically like whatever your parents thought was best because that's kind of what most people ended up with right is like we're in this hood because this worked out or I'm sending you to this school because it's better or whatever. And so it is definitely I think college is very much that eye opening moment for a lot of a lot of uh, Latina people. Oh, yeah. And then especially coming from San Antonio, like I'm everybody's me here. Right. looks like me. And if you don't like you right. live up north right. and again, we're very segregated, you live up north. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned like the fifth generation thing. So I have friends who are like first gen immigrants, right? And right. Cultural course. differences are vast in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And I think the difference there is, of course, I have a privilege of being an American for so long. So like, I don't know what it's like to have family who's undocumented. Right. To even All have that fear. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that. So I try to recognize that privilege. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I have the history, my family has a history of the assimilation of being beaten in schools for speaking mm-hmm. Spanish of being held back because their last name was right because there was that against the Hanos as well well yeah that's my family history and Mm -hmm. I met my friend William he's from um like Georgia and he's like it's so fascinating to me to talk to like Mexican Americans who are closer to the border like or whose families were here here all of that and I'm like is it because and he's like yeah like that's not something that's like he doesn't get to experience that a lot and I feel a way about like my culture too, that, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of value in that. And also I think what really spurred me is how quickly San Antonio is changing. Mm. I'm sure Dallas sees this. Austin has definitely been kind of the hot point for this where people are moving from California. Absolutely. Now more people are moving to San Antonio and I'm like, these people are coming in. They're trying to take our base culture and build on it and build yes. what they think it is and then not include anybody here. Correct. And they can afford it, right? And they can afford it. Because they're coming from Cali money. Yeah. And they can afford it. And they have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm like, right. you're not going to have these discussions without people us. like us who yeah. built the city. Literally built it with our blood, sweat, and tears. Correct. So, and no, it's so. definitely happening in Dallas as well. It's. I feel like I saw that Dallas was one of their top spots, actually, for mm-hmm. California to choose. But I think Texas overall obviously was... Um, but I, I, I do want to ask this cause I hear people talk about this a lot and sometimes I feel like it's like poking at a dead horse just a little bit, but I do wonder because, you know, you are fifth generation and you even mentioned a little bit earlier, like you, you're, you're not super fluent in Spanish. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am curious because you were in a place like San Antonio, which is so deeply and loudly Mexican. Um, did you ever feel quote unquote, like not enough? Um, you know, I really didn't until recently, like until I'm not enough, not enough in the sense that, that I don't know Spanish, right? Like I don't, I can right. it. And by that, I mean like Mexican enough or Latina enough or whatever, because oh, yeah. there's all these stories everybody has of like identity issues. And oh, so I'm yeah. curious, cause I think it definitely varies with geographic location as well. Absolutely. And that's why I identify as Tejana. Cause first I was like, okay, I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican American. I'm Latina. And then I moved to Chicana and then I moved to Chicana with an X and I kind of sit there as a political identity. But now I consider myself like the Hana or I say San Antonian because it's very specific because your experience. Yeah. I don't have any connection to Mexico anymore. Like 
besides maybe what people perceive me as and what right. my last name says and what the culture of food and music and dance right. has been passed through. That's all I have. I Like mm. I said, I don't have any family members there anymore, at least that I know of. Right. Um, so it's very much like I'm an American. That's why like, I know everybody loves Selena, right? But like before it was really cool. I was like, this is my person. No, same. Crazy. I'm the same way. Cause that's, that's the only, the only like semblance we had of someone. Right. Um, yeah. And obviously I'm, I'm sure we could talk about Selena. I think I'm kind of tired of talking about her low key. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> because it's, yes, yes, exactly. And so I'm like, and that's not shade. Y'all know, like, well, no, uh, our listeners know, like very much our foundation was built around Selena and like, the connection that we had to her um with the original format of the show and so but now I'm like all right I literally went to her grave I said my prayer let's keep it moving um because that's where I'm like there are so many more stories to tell and what you're telling me reminds me that like I was watching PBS the other day shout out public informative television (laughs) and um they're you know for hispanic heritage month they're like running i guess every fucking latino piece of media they have and they were showing a documentary on um a young woman who a young girl rather that worked in the strawberry fields and it was really sad um because she was undocumented her family's undocumented and I spoke to, you know, shout out to Vicky Meek, a Dallas artist legend here. And she said, well, she said, I thought the same thing during Black History Month and all they, all they know is trauma. Yeah. And I said, exactly. I said, I couldn't look away because I'd never heard this story and I was enticed by this young girl. And at the same time, I was like, damn, like, I want to know what it's like for us to see more joy and have more figures, um, which is why I think even with, you know, and obviously this is your interview. I'm not trying to toot our horn. <laughs> But I'm like, I wanted the Colores to become a space of love and joy and not just pain and trauma because that is what we're so accustomed to. Absolutely. Yeah. And <sighs> with that, I, I, when I started doing my, my work, I got asked to speak a lot of places and I would tell my story. I'm from the West Side. Like I'm from like the West Side was used to be in the 20s, like one of the worst slums in the, in the world, like literally one of the worst slums in the world that's where my family comes I didn't from. know that oh yeah it's documented it's bad like it was bad um and there's still a lot of dis like there's still that history that continues today which is again like why I feel so passionately about things but my friend said Denise when you talk about yourself like this and you don't say like well this is what I've done this is the goodness this is the joy um then you're telling people they have to struggle forever and mm. that's why she she lovingly called me in Yes. And I thought that was so important because I was like, yeah, what am I telling people that all our stories are our struggle? Because yeah, there's struggle in there, but there's a lot of triumph too. And I, should, right. I shouldn't feel guilty about that either. And even you being there speaking to them is one of those triumphs, right? Right. right. So No, absolutely. I, I'm right there with you. And so then, you know, we got to Baylor and then from that point <laughs> on, you figured out kind of who you were, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and what got you more on the path that you're on now? So weirdly, again, thanks to PBS, my mom and I were watching um, a documentary about Hector Garcia, Dr. Hector mm. Garcia, and how he mobilized like the Southwest and of got Mexican American veterans to vote, and how that kind of changed the trajectory of voting and politics in the United States. And it blew my damn mind because I never learned about Hector of Garcia. Of course, maybe about Cesar Chavez for like a day. Correct. Maybe I think that's not even a day. It was probably like five minutes. If that, yeah, like we didn't even 
have any experience. So I was like, why didn't I not learn about this person? And then I was like, what else did I not learn about how powerful my people are? Because I had been so beaten down. Right. Um, like I had this experience my whole life feeling a certain way, like a less than to rich, white, whatever. And then I get to Baylor and then I actually live it very every day. Right. And then I come home and I'm like feeling like, who the hell am I? Mm. And I did my own research and I started studying and I read a lot of books and I got into like black radical thought and um, I mean, all of it really, I, I just got into it and I was like, this is some bullshit. I started with um, black lives matter movement here. Like Mm -hmm. um, Trayvon was murdered. Like we did a little thing. We started organizing Twitter really helped me connect with people that we just built on that. Uh And then it just went. And a lot of my work was talking about being, Mexican American, like against anti blackness. Like, there's such deep, I mean, we know this. I'm like, that's what a lot of my work is in now. (laughs) Yeah, but in San Antonio, it's there's a a history there. Mm. Black and brown people were, you know, we work together a lot of the time. We have deep history of being community together. And then, you know, whatever's happened, it's evolved and it's more complicated. But that was a lot of my work for a while. and it just turned into all that. I did a TEDx talk about oh, biases. Wow. I've done like different stuff. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah. Then I worked for another council member previously and now I'm with Jalen. And um, yeah, there's a lot of in between. I partied a lot. I met a lot of people, had a good time. <laughs> so, oh, you got to you got to find the joy in this word. Absolutely. That's the yeah. thing that I'm like, as soon as this stuff, especially this past summer, it, it, I think you mentioned it earlier. It was like burnout beyond burnout. And it was like a completely loss of self to an unhealthy degree, I would say. And to me, like, that's not healing. That's not radical. That's, mm-hmm. that's damaging us. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are doing that. And I don't think that's their intention. I think they're kind of used to the like fight and they just roll that way. And that's where I'm like, all right, this, this form of organizing is not for me. I think I'm definitely good at it. However, I know now that like through these conversations, I can have a lot of um, empowering conversations for a lot of people. And I think that's where you said earlier, know your lane and roll with it. Right. Because it can be uncomfortable. And I think having those hard conversations with people and owning that you're human and make mistakes too, is a lot more powerful than what is currently happening which i think i'm wondering is it a residual of quote-unquote cancel culture where we're finding people disposable and we just disappear and stop talking to them absolutely and it's interesting you mentioned that because so like when i was doing deep organizing we had issues like everybody's gonna not like each other right there's gonna be these little interpersonal and there was one with like um our black organizing space like and then our more mexican-american like indigenous space and they kind Mm -hmm. of were riffing And like, that's when I started getting into like, this was in what, 2017? Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. I had to get in like transformational. I'm not a therapist, but I was like, how are we going to, how are we building? Because so much in San Antonio, it's like people organize, organize, organize. And then where does it go? Because people don't like each other or I mean. That's Dallas, baby. Like, okay, fine. You don't have to like everybody. But if we have the same goal to liberation to get out of this shit, because who's our real enemy, right? Like, and who told you there, who told you this person is your enemy when there's some happy focus. Right. So that was a lot of it. I got really sick. Like I had a a cyst Mm. on my ovary. Oh, wow. That's when my body literally like 
rejected it held down mm-hmm. I feel curandera, and she also like helped me understand of all of that the magic <laughs> the magic yeah very important I highly recommend that um especially if you're dealing with health issues um mm-hmm. and I was just like we are just repeating what capitalism is trying to make us repeat absolutely and it's winning yeah we dispose of people we work till we're tired or sick yes and then everybody's burned out there's nobody who wants to do it everybody's pissed off Mm. sad angry hurt and then where's the finish line like absolutely i think that's that's where we are currently it feels like to me or at least in dallas um i can only speak to our my city but that is absolutely what's happening. And I think that's where I'm like, of course, when you're not there, you're like, wow, that looks so beautiful. Cause I know when you were, um, I think it was during the freeze, the Texas freeze that I was like, oh my God, she's doing amazing work. And a lot of us can't even, we can't leave our house, you know? And like, mm-hmm. you wish you can do more, but it's just like, I think it's really hard to say, you know, what's right from wrong, but it's like, I, I really feel like if we're not having honest conversations in love and understanding, um, and putting ego aside, like we're not okay. really being that radical. That part, the ego part is the big part. Cause I've seen way more ego than I ever wanted to. And it's disgusting. You have, Oh my God, that was such <laughs> a huge lesson for me. There was a young yeah. last year, there was mm-hmm. a young organizer organizing something and she was working with an organization that I was like, eh, I haven't, I don't have good experience. Like I had experience with them and it's not good. Right. And she kind of like came back at me, like not understanding where I was coming from. And I was like, oh shit, now I'm the old person telling young organizers, like, hey, because when I was young, older organizers were telling me, hey, you need to da 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 da. And I was like, get the hell out of here, you know what you're talking about. Like, I'm doing it, leave me alone. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is a full circle moment. And I had to put my ego aside and be like, you know what? She's going to do what That's she's her journey. Say. Exactly. And this is mine. And I don't like so much of, I think we talk about this now in like activism organizing spaces. It's like, mm-hmm. how much is it you want to be a celebrity and how much that do you want to instead of actually doing work? And I really had to really I, had to sit with myself. Yes. And I think a lot of that kind of toggles back to what we mentioned in the juice, which was that that celebrity internet social media culture it just makes it so easy and and then that's when I get too deep right and I start unpacking it and I'm like oh is it because we weren't loved enough as a kid is it because of this because you know because like a lot of these things are interconnected if we didn't get enough attention like you want it in this way is that gonna heal your trauma is that gonna rid of your depression like and I've told people that since as soon as the colores started popping off I was like sure you can see me on stage but I'm still working on my mental health or sure you know like these things are still something there's a lot of things I'm still battling with that I maybe don't want to be open about Mm -hmm. um and I think that's how most people are and so that's where to me I'm like when we've been dealing with a pandemic for almost two years on top of uprisings on top of city budgets on top of Texas (laughs) bullshit like do you not think that we should have a lot more sensitivity and tenderness towards each other amen and that's where I'm just like, Ugh, I, I, I got to step back then because I, I cannot operate like this. No. Um, but I, I love that I'm seeing the light in you and I think you're seeing the light in me. And I, I, I definitely you. think that's the beauty of of Texas, right, of Tejanas, of, of, of overcoming and existing. And I cannot wait 
for the world to keep seeing like the brilliance of so many more Tejanas because we, we, there's something, if Meg the Stallion and Selena and Beyonce didn't show you, there's something special (laughs) about Texas women. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being vulnerable on that because yeah, these faces absolutely forced me. Like I was drinking like every day, Mm. all day. And I'm like, what am I running from? What am I? And when I got sick is when I literally had to sit with myself and be like, what are you running from? What are you working yourself for? Are you doing it because you want attention and you want people to think you're a good person? Or are you doing this because you're actually trying to do something? And I, it's been, it's been a lot. (laughs) But that's real, right? And so that's an important thing to note because people don't even want to say that in their journey, right? Is that like, oh, I'm a flawed ass person too. And I had to sit with this humanity and, and better myself, right? For me and no one else. And that's a hard thing to do. Um, well, with that said, I do want to, um, I do have to, unfortunately, I don't want to close out, but I do have to start (laughs) closing out, unfortunately. Um, but there is, um, I, I wanted to ask, what's your favorite thing about being from San Antonio and then being from Texas? Oh, where do I start? My favorite (laughs) thing about being from San Antonio, everybody says this about San Antonio, but the people, like there's, there are no people. Yeah. It's kind, communal. But you have to go to Hente. You can't. I live like kind of north central now, and it's not the same. It's not the same. I miss my neighborhood so much. Borrow a lawnmower, get some eyes, like yeah. get a glass bottle, give you a dot. Like it's just something else. The food. Yes, the beautiful ambiance. I just love the people. I love going out and dancing and knowing I'm going to see somebody I love. I just, I love it. My favorite thing about being at the Hana. I don't know. It's complicated because so much of our history, especially mine, has been like being subjugated to white supremacy through Texas, mm. through, I mean, just current city budgets, current people That's in power. Thing, right. Um, but I think, and I hate saying this because I don't, I hate that we have to be resilient, but yeah. our resiliency is something that's so beautiful. Um, and when people talk shit about the South and they're like, well, y'all deserve this because you're from the South. You're like, you have no idea that we're in the yeah. belly of the beast and yeah. we feel hell every day and you don't have any idea what that's like. Absolutely. And uh, I just, I love our fight. I love um, that we're good people. We're good hearted people. Ah, I agree. I'm all getting uh, chills and yeah. I think it's real because it's, it's hard to love a place like Texas, even if you're from here, <laughs> but whenever you really love it and you feel it, you're like, damn, this is a special place. And especially San Antonio is so special I, I remember when we were kids, we would go there just because we wanted to like go to, I think we mentioned earlier, Fiesta or the Mercado or wherever. And it was like, oh, we want to be immersed in Mexicanness. We're going to San Antonio, you know? So it's just like, it's very, anytime I meet people from there, I'm like, damn, y'all are the best. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you. All right. Well, I did have a, um, someone wrote us a, what we called Dear Eva. Um, it's like an advice column, and Ooh. I felt like you might be good at answering this with me. Oh, Lord, okay. So if we can do that, and then you can share with us um, what we can expect from you next, and then where we can find your work, and we'll close out our interview. Um, but here is an anonymous message from someone who wrote me. So here we go. Dear Eva, hi, first-time writer, long-time listener. I'm in need of some dating advice. I broke up with my ex a few months ago who I dated for about eight-ish months, but for me, I didn't feel a connection, which is why I broke up with him. Okay, that was a long sentence. (laughs) He was great, but he wasn't great for me. And if you're wondering, yes, I am over him. 
This time around, I am trying my hardest not to go online and allow things to happen naturally. But like, it's hard out here in Texas, specifically DFW, to find guys that aren't machista, that are abolitionists, that are funny, cute, sweet, but also willing to slap. <laughs> this is funny. Okay, sorry. Slap my non-existent ass in, quote, in parentheses in a consenting way. <laughs> This is a great letter. Thank you for your patience as I uh, just now I'm getting to this. But anyways, they continue. I have gone on a few dates recently from guys that have found out that I'm single, but it just wasn't it. I did get a tarot reading because I'm a spooky bee who said that I need to open myself up more and put myself out there and my soulmate will be there. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Where? I don't know, but somewhere. I have been on dating sites before, but it gets exhausting. I mainly need advice on how to meet guys in 2021 during a panorama. I wish I could add more cheese mid, but I don't have a dating life, just dating dreams. But if anyone has any ideas, I am open to it. Signed, Anonymous. Anonymous. Okay. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> any, any opportunity I get to gush about my love story, I will do it. But. You have the cutest love story for sure. Like I don't tell many people that, but yours is like top five easy. Yeah. So this hat I'm wearing, he got, he got me on like our second, third date. Like, oh, how cute. That. Yeah. So like, that's, that's my person. But anyway, <laughs> as someone, I'm just going to let you know, I manifested this man. Oh shit. Okay. Tell I us know. how to do it. Ad. I know people are like, ah, nah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I am. A you sounded person. very San Antonio in that moment, by the way. <laughs> I am very much a believer in prayer mm. and manifesting, I think is just my more in touch way of doing that. I, right. I went on a date with some dude. He was very uh, misogynistic, oh, very, great. Ugly, very like expecting more from me than I was even putting out there. Um, wow. and I went home and I cried hmm. and I was like, I wrote down in a journal, everything I wanted in a partner. Oh, wow. And I said, I want them to be this, 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 not even like a gender, just like this person, this right. person. I don't want this. I do want this. Yes. Um, there's a, a writing by Sandra C. Snettles where she is similar. It's like a prayer for her perfect man. She's like, mm. why do all the Chicanos go to college in California and leave us <laughs> here in Texas? Like this whole thing. Damn. And I was like, yes, like I was really sitting on it and I manifested it. And then like a month or two later, um, I actually matched with Anthony on Bumble. And he was oh, so I didn't weird. know this part. He was so weird. He was like, it was just weird. I was like, <laughs> pictures were weird. I was like, he's cute, but this is weird. So I, of that course, is hilarious. Yeah, I, I ignored him and he kept messaging me and I was like, I don't know. And then I <laughs> went to work interviewing people about voting rights at this like candidate forum for Move Texas. And he was selling tamales. I'm and dead. I remember walking in and being like, who is that fine ass man? But you didn't <laughs> recognize him from the Bumble? At all. At okay. all. I was just like, he's a fine ass man. And my friend who was helping me was like, you're going to interview this small business. Oh my God. Sure. I interview him. I'm just staring at him the whole time because he's gorgeous. And I'm just thinking about how gorgeous he is. That and is laughing. so funny. Give him my card. Long story short, we go on our first date and he's like, hey, at the end of it, he's like, you know, we matched on Bumble. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I go to the bathroom. Sure enough. And I'm like, weird as hell. But long story short, he wasn't woke. Like he wasn't 
right all politically conscious he was very problematic to be honest with you Mm -hmm. but I saw something in him and I remember praying like to my great grandma I was like if this man is not right for me take him out of my life just Mm. take him I can't handle it anymore (laughs) I can't do this like I can't do it I want something real and he stayed and every time I set a boundary for the first time in my life instead of being like oh, I'm going to please this person. I want them to like me so bad. I'm going to compromise who I am and what I need. I did not. And I said, you're going to show up on time. You're not going to disrespect me and my time. It was mostly a time thing. You're not going to show up late. And if you do it again, I'm never talking to you again, no matter how gorgeous and wonderful I thought he was. And he did it. Come on, Aquarius. (laughs) Yeah, he met my expectation. And he kept meeting them. Mm. And when things came up, we did it together. And he also challenged me in ways I had not, like, Denise, are you really real about this? Because without him even knowing, like, he tried. Right, but it was happening because it was, like, an authentic person meeting an authentic person. He has leveled me up in almost every way. He is my best friend. Uh And I... To the person say, don't up, know who you who you deserve. I know mm-hmm. that they're out there probably looking for you too. And I don't even believe in soulmates. Like I think there's like different I soulmates. Think like, I think yeah, I think you can get multiple. Together. Yeah, I don't even know if he and I are gonna be together forever. Maybe this mm-hmm. is just our period of life and we'll have someone else in our next phase of life. But right now, like he is the person for me, and that's enough. And mm-hmm. I think um yeah, just keep like manifested, dude. If you do tarot already, like you're already and you, there. And don't close yourself off to what you think you want. Cause I was so closed off. So like, yeah, I need somebody in movement spaces. And those people yeah. were some of the worst men I have ever met in my life. Where's like, my he, tea? Hold on. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is true. Cause that's the thing that I'm like, yeah, you I'm want like, this like perfect person, this woke, this is that, you know, and the reality is, it's like when love is there or that connection is there, like understanding. And that's the same thing we were saying earlier about people not being disposable, right? Is that you're willing to work through it with people mm-hmm. and meet each other where you are to keep growing together. If that is what you want it to be, you can end up with a toxic mofo and just run the world how you want to run the world. I don't recommend that. I personally know that like I did a lot of like online dating for the last five plus years and it was some of the most toxic stuff I've Mm -hmm. ever experienced. So I don't necessarily want to do that ever again, but I know I had to like step back and I joke that like if I have a really strong margarita, that's when I get back on. (laughs) But like I, I know that that's not what I want for myself. And so I also think like um, don't be so hard on yourself. Like I know these expectations to fall in love and have a perfect like Mm -hmm. marriage and honeymoon and this and all that is like very, um, traditional logic. And I'm like, I feel like I personally, now that I have set the boundary with these dating apps and with like some dudes that I'm like, not actually interested in, but maybe I like the attention from is like, okay, what do I actually want for myself? This, am I going to settle for this? No. Okay. So I was like, I think I actually feel like okay being single right now because I'm not settling Do it, and I'm okay with that. And I do believe my person's out there. I have done this list. You know, I probably maybe need to pray a little bit more if that's really what I want to do, but I'm also okay just cruising. Right. And just like enjoying life and whatever comes in front of me as well. Um, So I think that's like my advice to you, sweet anonymous is to just like, Make sure it's what you want and don't settle because nobody needs to settle. The world is ending. So get what you want, get what you deserve um, and lean into love for sure. Amen. Another thing, just real quick, I want to say, 
love isn't in my experience I had been with people that made me feel like butterflies like it was Mm. chaos and I thrived on that like volatility of a relationship that is not love the first time I felt peace was with Anthony genuine and it was boring as shit I was so bored I was like (laughs) this is not for me because I'm bored as hell it's healthy but it's healthy. Yes. And that's how I knew. Like, a lot of us are used to chaos and, and, and toxicity and trauma and abuse. And it's like, that does not make it healthy for you. And I want healthy love for everybody. I ain't settling for anything less. Amen. Don't settle for anything. All right. Beautiful, Denise. I am probably going to try to go to San Antonio soon because I need to have a drink with you in real life. Please. Um, but where, what can we expect from you next? Is there any special information you want people to know about you know, working in a in a, a, a city council office, any insights or anything you want to re- recommend to people or share with the public? Hell yeah. Keep your foot on their neck. Don't let them get away with it. <laughs> Bullying works. If you're in a public office, you deserve every ounce of criticism you get. People mm. are tired. They are sick. They are dying. They yeah. are living within systems that dispose of them and do not care for us. So it's about damn time. I don't care if somebody comes knocking on my door yelling at me because that shows that they care and it shows that they're fed up and it shows they're demanding more. And I'm here as someone who works for the system currently to one, try to rewrite that system. That's what we're trying to do in our office and trying right. what we can do to bring access to people. Um, but also like, just keep going, like, don't give up. Like I said, keep your foot on their neck, drag them all day. I love it. Thank you. I needed to hear that because, you know, people get mad at me for getting on people's necks. No, absolutely not. No, (laughs) you wanted, like I say, if people wanted you to write better about them, they would have behaved better. So back to the principles. Like I said, people are dying. At the end of the day, people are dying. It's true. That's it. So keep going. I'm going to keep trying to work for policy for Jalen. I'm working on climate justice stuff. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, Denise for the number four, Sananto. Uh, and then my website, of course, thehanathings.com. I haven't updated it in a while, but it's there. Hey, it exists. That's important still too. tell Jalen hello and congratulations for us. And maybe I'll, yeah. I said the other day, there's maybe two or three politicians in Texas I would have on most people. I cannot stand to some degree. Um, but Jalen would absolutely be an honor to have on as well. And I'm so glad that, that he recognized your magic, um, because you have a lot of it. And I think our listeners got just a glimpse of who you are. So I'm very glad that we were able to have this conversation and to bring you on the show. You're so beautiful. And I, I hope nothing but the best for you as you continue on your, on your life journey. And we're always here for you at the Colores. So thank you for being on. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for everything y'all do and having this platform. And y'all are beautiful and powerful. And the reason why Texas is great. And we're just going to keep it. It's true. It's true. I love this cross Texas, like, solidarity. (laughs) We were talking to uh, Tierra Girls as well in Austin, and we called it like the Tejana Sister Alliance. And so I'm like, listen, any Tejana, we're in. Jacket. We can make a a jackets better than the Robinson jacket. Okay. Oh well. (laughs) You won't have to bid on it on eBay. It'll be accessible to the community. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. (laughs) All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Bye. Thank you. Love y'all. I love you. Ah. Wow. I feel emotions. I always have emotions, but I love when I feel like motivated and ready to take over the world some more after a guest. So 
Big thanks to the incredible Denise Hernandez. It really was a pleasure having her on. And I, I truly had admired her work, um, obviously, from afar on, on the internet. But I think she gave us a lot of tips on what we can do as community members to get more involved. And also just to take care of ourselves, right? Because I think, um, if anything, we've learned is that changing ourselves um, is enough sometimes. Um, with that said, that means it's time for us to find some grounding and take a breath, which means it's time for do 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 self care corner. Um, <laughs> my voice is getting a little pitchy there. Um, sounding like Jenny sixty nine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I I feel like. I have recommended this before, but I learned in quarantine just how much dancing means to me. And so I wanted to encourage this week for everybody to put on whatever the hell is your jam, what you're feeling, what's going to get your body grooving and just get up and move. It can be secretly in your room. Nobody has to be there. Sometimes it's more fun that way because you don't feel like you're being judged and let your body flow, let your body vibe. I have been trying to incorporate more movement. Um, and I've been doing like, I think I probably mentioned it before, but Jessamine Stanley has like every body yoga. She is an amazing, um, uh, fat black yoga instructor on the youtube.com. And so I've been doing like a combo of little like cumbia dances I find on YouTube and then her like gentle yoga um, so I really appreciate it cause it's for bigger bodies and it doesn't feel as strenuous and, uh, stressful as other like movement, uh, does, but that's definitely something I think that's given me a little serotonin in the last few weeks. So I am sharing that with you all as the self care for this week. Um, with that said, Pat, I think it is time for our Brown and black business of the week. Um, do you want to share some with us? Yes, I do. Yes. You sounded like Jabria. <laughs> I know. So I was like, I started to correct myself because I was like, wait, you <laughs> can sound like her if I'm going to do it. Um, so it is spooky season. I saw our recent co-host had these really cute baby Yoda, AKA Grogu earrings the other day that were made like out of, um, like uh, like a bead fused pixel art so it looks like 8-bit art and it's really cute um and they just re released a bunch of like ones for spooky season and they have one of like let me show you their Mika and My Myers one because it's very cute um but ah uh, no where did it go so they have Mika and Myers 8-bit edition and then they have the it clown and they have Where's the other one? It's giving very much Gen Z. It's look at that little Jason. But it is very cute. So it's so cute. They have jewelry that I want. So I'm probably going to order some scream earrings or something because they make all of this little like 8-bit art and they make it in earrings and then they make it like little frame canvases that are really cute. So it's two brothers. I think they're based from Oak Cliff. Oh, wow. I didn't know they were Dallas local. Yeah, they're Dallas oh, based. Dope. They're like... They like just do like hand homemade like little. Like, I don't know if you remember those like little pixel or that little plastic bead art that we used to do where you get the plancha that we get from Joann's or like 
So yeah, that's what it, it was is. on the commercials back in the day. I do kind of yes. remember that. So that's what they're using and they're super cute. So yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be buying myself some spooky season um, art from them. They're really cute. I don't know if you have anybody else you'd want to recommend. I know Jeremy was telling us somebody earlier. I don't know yes, I think uh, our lovely guest Denise might shout out someone. So we're going to bring her back on. And then Jeremy also had one. So you're getting a a uh, three maybe even four uh shout outs for some businesses yes. let's hear it denise i have a few so my first one of course goes to my boo and their 80 plus year business of making tamales and tortillas in san antonio wow. on, they're on fresno street here in san antonio beautiful. i'd like to shout out my friend christina who works at very that she's created this beautiful business oh yes Yay. i love very that. Have yeah, we done yeah, Very That before, Pat, or no? Oh I don't think we have, but okay, man, they're, they're awesome. Are, they're like a staple, like San Antonio. Amen. That's my girl. Vendor. Like, I've honestly, like, even before, like, vendor markets and everything popped up, I feel like there's, like, was one of the first ones that I'd see. Oh, yeah. um, I think we have bought some of their stuff. I know our sisters are fans of their work. Yes. Yes. Their so memes cool. often come up in our, our message chats with our siblings, so. Yes. So I want to shout very at that. And then my friend, Linda Monsivaez, um, she makes earrings out of tin cans and oh. she does really amazing art with the tin, with the cans. So she's also doing upcycling. Wow. I have some with me here, but I have many of her earrings and they're beautiful. Um, they're amazing. And so that one's sweet. called what? She, her name is Linda Monsivaez and her okay. business is like El Puno, El Puno y el Mano or something like that. Okay. Yeah. We definitely yeah. want to put that out whenever we do have our- Yeah. I was like, I'll probably have you share that with me so I can share We can advertise it when we share all of them. And Jeremy, you had some here as well. Thank you, Denise, for sharing. We definitely yes, need to show you, San Antonio love. I, I need to try one. Adelitas yeah. though. Uh, What'd you say, I germs? I'll have to try that. I'm going down there for the Dia de los Muertos at the Hemisphere. So I'm going to Wait, when is that? The, I think like... Uh, I'm going to go on? with you, maybe. October 23rd. <laughs> yeah. Okay, shit. Okay, I'm going to keep it in mind. I actually... Uh, we'll talk later, but go ahead, Jeremy. What is your uh, I have one. Business? It's going to be uh, H&T Williams Garden. You can find them at the Dallas Farmer's Market. Um, they sell everything in, I think, uh, little wooden baskets right. for five dollars. Oh, it's like like uh, produce. Yeah, yeah, produce. Like it's wow. a farm. They're based out of Jacksonville, or I think it's called Jackson, Texas, or something like that. Oh. But it's close to Tyler, basically Tyler, Texas. Okay. So they're there on Saturdays and Sundays. Beautiful. So, and this is a black-owned farm. Yes, black, and the wife is Thai. So black and Asian. That's amazing. Farm. We love it. Yeah, uh, from what I heard was that um, they make pickles too, and so they use you, Thai chilies. Oh, that's what food. I wanted to talk to yeah, Denise about. Like, oh, oh my god, crazy! <laughs> yeah, I Denise, go unmute like, yourself. I'm ready for these pickles. <laughs> yeah. I have been waiting for the pickle conversation because that is what I'm also passionate about. I love pickles. Okay, when people were making like pizza, their personality is like y'all are whack. But now I'm making like pickles, pickles. my personality, but it's actually very real and dear to my heart. I can no. pickles. I get it. Yeah, I, I actually drink the pickle juice. Like I, lo- I yeah. like finish I drink everything. Juice. Drink the pickle juice whenever we go through like a whole thing. I yep. tell my girlfriend like okay. leave them for me. Like do I we will think drink that? that- 
do we think that this is a Texas thing or just oh, a Southern thing? I mean, we have best meat California and we have the pickle beer, for, for us eating pickles at a movie theater. They were yeah, like, exactly. They have uh, no pickles that at is. the movie theater. But they also, like, growing up with, like, Kool-Aid and pickles is also yep. very black. Like, I know all these things. I used to do Lucas and pickles. My mouth is oh, watering yeah. currently. And I was like, yeah, I don't Pickles and hot Cheetos, pickles and Doritos, oh, pickles, pickles and everything. popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the center with a Chinese candy. Oh. Are those like pickle shots that they have now? Well, those yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I remember I would go to bars and I would get a pickle back. <laughs> yep. Like, I just be like, give me pickles. A, I don't care. Pickle appreciation? Hell just yeah. That- with not pickle appreciation don't nobody take that out of context we're talking cu- cucumbers yeah, actual we're gonna put that on the tejana jacket it's gonna have pickles it's a big pickle tejana <laughs> sister alliance it's just a pickle hell yeah <laughs> what oh my god well we now know what the name of this episode is gonna be and i think that is all our black brown businesses for the week so thank you all for sharing (laughs) and we're gonna close out the show um as we close out we usually do the lovely and final segment who you got this is where our darling pat shines because they are the hipster music queen and they will share things you might have never heard of um, but I think you know one of them. Pat, what do you have for us this week? Um, so I've actually highlighted both of them before, but my girl Mitski like just came out and just dropped a new video. And everybody is like, great, we're about to be in our fields again for the fall, like just in time. They released a new music video that I really liked. Um, and then they announced a tour. So I guess I'll have to be figuring out where I'm going next year to see her. Um, but the single just came out and it's really good. And Senia Rubinos, I've mentioned her before, but she's releasing a new album here pretty soon. She just did some stuff with Angelica from Balloon for her TV, like the little recording that she did. Um, but she's just a really great musician and artist. Um, I'm really excited for it. Let me find the names of, because Mitski hasn't announced the name of the album or anything, the, only the name of the single song that came out. Um, but no, it's just a lot of artists are, that I really like are releasing new projects that I'm excited about. Elado Negro is also releasing something soon. So I'm like, everything that he's been released so far from it has been really good. But uh, Senia Rubino's song that I like a lot is Don't Put Me in Red, which if you're a Patreon subscriber, you already got, got a teaser and got to hear that track because I have it on that playlist that I put Yay. together um but yeah no she's releasing an album here soon and then mitsuki's got her other project dropping as well so yeah that's who i've got because besides that i've been like really consuming like 2000s and like 90s dance music which you know has been a consistent thing in my life this year yeah i feel that i think we've been in the like groove is in the heart vibe for the last year just to <laughs> yeah. like feel something and crystal waters absolutely um well thank you for sharing your who you got i actually had heard of both of those so thank you it's not like wow shoe- she's made it no what do you call it you're like mint shoegaze something and i was like Bro. oh because of mint field yeah it was like that. a lot and i was like i don't know what they're talking about but it's fine um, so I've actually been reading a book um, called uh, Yoke. I think I mentioned it last time. I'm still reading it. It is also by Jessamine Stanley, who I mentioned for the yoga recently. Um, really beautiful book. I'm enjoying that. And I unfortunately am still listening to way too much Baby Keem. I don't know what that means about my persona. I re-listened I'm- to it again because of you 
like saying that it's like one of your favorite albums it's and i was like top three for me i there year. is songs i like like what is it the pink panties yeah i like that one a lot <laughs> which which a queer ass no just kidding <laughs> But no, I, I like that song and a couple others, but it is funny because you are right. He is just talking about wanting to find a boo. Yeah, he's like not super misogynistic in the ways that a lot of rap music is right now. Like he's like, I just want my girl to have an orgasm. And I'm like, you know what, King? Go ahead. Go ahead. Because <laughs> these other fools don't even want to. What's his name? DJ Khaled. He's never mind. Um, with that said, I yeah, I have mostly been listening to that, and I've also been listening to a lot of local artists so that I can just you know feel connected to them. Yeah, they're amazing. I will say our friends, our podcast primekis, Radio Mene are back, and they released a new Ooh. episode that I wanted you to check out. Oh yeah, um, it's really it's a really great episode. I've been listening to it right now. It's called Fat Boy Fall, and it's talking about fat phobia and like all fat artist or all oh i'm into that hoe they should have called me up so yeah no it's really great they have they just discuss a lot and break down all of that and i was just listening to it and i was like wow i love this this is why i was like i love our fellow podcast people out here just like talking about stuff listen Um, we're having the conversations whether mainstream media realizes it or not they need a sponsor more of these independent artists and creators that have been having these tough conversations for mm -hmm. literally years yeah um so yeah i just wanted to shout them out real quick because they just came back so welcome back episode i was like yes i needed this because they put some like i forgot the name of the reggaeton song but they talk about wanting to like a bigger girl like the reggaeton artist talks about oh yes i did see that on the cover really great yeah i need to go listen to that so i can feel loved um i'm just kidding i am loved um i I also am listening to tizo touchdown who is from Texas and did work with Tyler, the creator's new album. So that's a lot of fun as well. Oh, he's um, on those on the, the Telfar. No? Yes. He's on the Telfar okay. um, advertisement. Okay. I didn't realize I was trying. I like, Shout out on his account, was looking up the account to try and figure out who he was and it said artist. So I was like, is it mediums? Like, cause this, yeah, no, he's, he's from, really he's great, from but- Beaumont, Texas, baby. He is a uh, Texas born and bred new, very innovative, um black musician super dope sound i definitely have enjoyed his vibe as well um i think there's so many amazing things coming out of texas right now and i'm just so thrilled to, to for the world to be seeing it and i can't wait to keep um putting on for texas yes, um we have a texas couple forever. we have a couple more episodes before we also go on a little uh fall break because we have been going nonstop since may and we are deeply exhausted and there's obviously a lot of transitions happening um but we have more amazing guests to come and we appreciate and love you all for rolling with us as we continue to evolve this platform. So that wraps it up for us here at De Colores Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. Major thanks to both Jeremy Pesina and Denise Hernandez for being on our episode. Uh, Be sure and support your local artists and cultural shifters and people who encourage you to step on people's necks because they are the people (laughs) who demand growth and change in our society and we need it a special thank you to all our squirrel friends homies and rider dies on patreon uh we absolutely appreciate it remember you too can become a financial supporter of the de colores radio family today and get early access to exclusive content 
We truly cannot go on without your support. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a darn review. We'd love to keep growing. So if something resonated with you in this episode, please share it with everyone you know. Don't be afraid to reach out and follow us at De Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin and Pat. At our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jeremy Presina. And we promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Yo. Support us on Patreon or visit yeah, us at decoloresradio.com. You can book us. We can come out to your events. We can host a live podcast. Hit us up. Thank you so much again for being with us. Join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Bye. Bye.